0: To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk Podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. I got an idea yesterday what Grant Robertson must have been like when he was at high school, especially when it came to getting his assignments in on time or assessments, as they're called these days. Robertson. Yes, miss? This assignment of yours. You had months to work on it. But some of the stuff in here is so half-baked, it looks to me like you just stayed up all night last night and cobbled it together at the last minute. I expected more from you, Robertson. Yes, miss. And as for this $27 worth of lollies you put on my desk this morning, do you really think you can win me over with that? No, miss. Of course you can't. Now get back to your desk. I think that's what it was like at King's High School in Dunedin with Grant. Now, I want to know today what you made of the budget, and I'm going to ask you to grade it like a school assignment. But let me start out by saying, as far as I'm concerned, I think Labour has turned its back on its people, and the days of the Chardonnay socialists are well and truly back. Now, when I say its people, I'm talking about the people I've always thought could rely the most on the Labour Party to be on their side. Those on benefits, superannuitants, the sick, and those who might have been called working class back in the day, but are probably better known these days as low income. And it seems to have turned its back on these people in a relatively short space of time. If you go back to the speech from the throne at the opening of Parliament after Jacinda Ardern became Prime Minister in 2017. This is what Labour said, quote, Join us in creating a better future, together. A future with a fair and unified New Zealand, where the well-being of all New Zealanders is at the heart of all we do. End of quote. Well, I didn't see the well-being of all New Zealanders being a priority in yesterday's budget. I saw the well-being of the bureaucrats being catered for very nicely. And I've tried to to resist the temptation to give it a nickname like the opposition parties were quick to do yesterday, as they always do on Budget Day. Uh, National says it had thought about a few options, but it's calling it the backwards budget. Act is calling it the brain drain budget. Well, I'm going to give in to temptation, and I'm calling it the bureaucracy budget because some of the spending beggars belief a truckload of money is being poured into bureaucracy driven as far as i can see by blind ideology first a couple of examples first there's the 11 billion dollars going into health is that to hire more doctors and nurses? Is that to put more money into intensive care units? Nope. It's $11 billion over four years to bail out all the health boards around the country so that the new National Health Authority can start with a clean financial slate. Then there's the $200 million for a report on establishing a deep water port in the Monaco Harbour, which just sounds to me like the Harbour Bridge cycleway project in a wetsuit. But the one that really gets me, and I don't think I've heard anyone mention this, but it's $327 million to be spent on something I don't think I've ever heard anyone demanding. I haven't seen any petitions calling for this. I haven't seen any marches on Parliament demanding this. Nothing. Yet the government thinks now is the time to be spending... $327 million, merging state radio and state TV. Have you ever sat in your chair, watching the chase, waiting for the news to come on, and thought to yourself, what this country desperately needs right now is to spend a truckload of money creating a new media company, a truckload of government money creating a new media company? I've never thought it, and I bet you have never thought it either. But that's what it's going to do, spend $327 million merging RNZ and TVNZ. At the same time as you've got cancer patients at Parliament yesterday demanding more funding for life-saving and life-extending medications. How this government can justify blowing $327 million on something that is nothing more than ideological and certainly not needed and at the same time limit the amount of extra money it puts into Pharmac's drug budget, beggars belief. The cancer patients who went to Parliament yesterday, they went there hoping there'd be $417 million in the budget, so Pharmac could buy 78 drugs it wants to buy, but doesn't have the money for. Instead, Grant Robertson gave Pharmac half that. And as the New Zealand Herald is reporting today, those cancer patients are, quote, bitterly disappointed. Here's another quote. Patients will continue to die here, whereas overseas they don't. That's what the chairperson of Patient Voice Aotearoa said after the budget came out yesterday. This is what I'm saying. It is criminal that the government is failing to deliver for these desperate people and is instead pouring money into merging its two media companies. As I say, this hasn't had much attention since yesterday, but I want to shine a light on it because I think it is so, so wrong. As I said a few weeks ago, when we were talking about funding for cancer drugs, it's appalling, isn't it, that in between their chemo sessions, women in headscarves have to travel all the way to Wellington and stand on the steps of Parliament to try and make the powers that be sit up and pay attention. And how galling must it be to turn up again on Budget Day and find out that the government's only going to invest half of what's needed, and it's going to blow more than $300 million on merging its TV and radio operations. Something, as far as I'm aware, no one has been crying out for. It is nothing short of shameful. So they are a few of my thoughts on the budget. What have you made of it? So if it was a school assignment, since we started out talking about what Grant Robertson must have been like at high school with getting his assignments in on time, if it was a school assignment, the budget, what grade would you give Grant Robertson? Would it be uh, not achieved, achieved, a merit or an excellence grade? As far as superannuitants are concerned, uh, I'll give it not achieved. Beneficiaries, I'll grudgingly give it an Achieved because I think it's great that child support payments are now going to go to parents instead of IRD like it has been doing, but that's about it. I think bureaucrats are the big winners, which is why I'm calling it the bureaucracy budget, so I'll give Grant an Excellence on that front. In fact, I will throw in a university scholarship because he has done so well pouring money into bureaucracy. Cancer patients, I'll give it a Not Achieved Grade. And anyone who earns over 70k a year, I'll give him an extension and a chance to come back with something better.